In this edition of The Buzz on Business, we're honored to have Addison Price with us. Addison is a senior marketing major from Edmond, Oklahoma, who will be graduating in December. When she arrived at OSU as a freshman in August of 2017, Addison's plan was to graduate in four years, which would have been this month. But those plans changed after her sophomore year when she was crowned Miss Oklahoma in 2019. She followed that up by finishing as third runner-up in the Miss America pageant. She paused her education for a year while fulfilling her obligations as Miss Oklahoma. She returned to OSU and the Spears School of Business in the summer of 2020 while becoming the first person ever to serve a second year as Miss Oklahoma when the pandemic forced the cancellation of last year's pageant. Her two-year reign as Miss Oklahoma will come to an end in June after hundreds of virtual speaking engagements across the state. I hope you enjoy my visit with Addison as much as I did. We'll start with an easy one. Great. Does it ever get tiring to be called or introduced as Miss Oklahoma? It does not. It never gets old. It's one of those things that I think every single time that someone says, this is Miss Oklahoma, it still is very surreal. It doesn't matter how long you've had the title. And if you're a former or you're the current one, it's always exciting and it's always fun. It kind of brings you back to that moment you were crowned, which is exciting. Well, good. Yes. I didn't think it would get tired, but you never know. You never know. That's what, it, honestly, I thought maybe during the second year it would get a little tiring and I would be over it, but no, I'm, it's always fun. It's always very fun. Now, I, at least as long as I've been here, I, you're the only Spear student I know of yes. who has been Miss Oklahoma. I know. That's very exciting. I know, so it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, pretty fun. Cool. I yeah. know. And honestly, <laughs> I told this to my mom throughout my first year. I was looking back and I cannot tell you the number of times that I said, thank goodness I had this class because this helped me so much in public speaking or in development for my resume, whatever it was, there were so many different things looking back that the Spear School of Business did that really helped me. So it's been fun to, in a way, represent the Spear School of Business too. I know, I know when you came and talked to me, gosh, what are the two years ago I now? know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> almost three, it feels like. Yeah, I know. It does take a while. I thought, well, that's a nice thing to do, but you know. Yes, <laughs> but, exactly. And then when you won, we were like, wow. Wait a minute. Yep. And that's what I remember too. I was, um, whenever we first kind of had that meeting, I remember saying, there's a one in 45 chance that I win. I would like to think my chances are greater than that, but one in 45, and so I still was trying to be optimistic, but you just never know, and the fact that it came true, it seriously was like a dream. You made us look much smarter by winning because we placed the ad. <laughs> Perfect. It's almost like placing your bet, but it's just kind of having your money on that one candidate. That's what I wanted to really come through for you guys and really represent the Spear School of well, Business well. You did, so it's and been we're fun. Very proud of you for that. So. Well, thank you. It's been very exciting. Well, can you talk a little bit how you got involved with pageants? Yes. So when I was 15 years old, a girl that I danced with, she contacted me and basically said, I think that this would be a great fit for you and something you'd be good at. I will tell you at the time, I was too shy to order my own food at a restaurant. I was very much an introvert. And the idea of walking into an interview room and introducing myself or speaking on stage in front of people was absolutely terrifying. There was nothing I wanted to be a part of. And so I thought, this girl must be crazy. And I think my parents thought the exact same thing when I went to them and said, maybe I should give this a shot. And they had the tellers and tiaras idea in their head. They were like, Addie, I don't think that is for you. I think that you'll be okay without it. And finally, I warmed down enough, and they said yes to doing it once. 
And it was absolutely terrible. I was awful. I couldn't speak. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do any of it. And we got in the car and my mom, I think she was just trying to be encouraging and be a good supportive mom. And she was like, you did great. I'm really proud of you. I knew I didn't do good. But the competitor in me was still so ready to go back at it and try again and to keep moving forward and keep trying harder. And I said, this can't be the last time that these people see me. I have to come back better. I have to come back stronger. And that's kind of where... I say I got bit by the pageant bug, and that's where the journey began. So it all started at 15 years old. But uh, when you ran for Miss Oklahoma in 2019, you were a rookie. Yes, it was my rookie year, my first time ever competing for the title of Miss Oklahoma. So typically, I was kind of late in the game. There's girls that will start competing when they're 13 years old and go all the way until they're 25, and they may never win the the big title of Miss Oklahoma's Outstanding Teen or Miss Oklahoma. And for me, I had competed for Miss Oklahoma's Outstanding Teen. Um, I placed first runner-up, and the the woman that won the title, she ended up winning Miss America's Outstanding Teen. So I assumed the role. And that was my first experience as a state title holder. But I took a year off, came to college. I wanted to really focus on my studies, really kind of spend the time growing up a little bit so I could be ready to confidently say I could be Miss Oklahoma. And throughout my freshman year of college and my sophomore year of college, there was so much growth and so much development that I really felt confident walking into the room with the judges and saying, I'm ready for this position position, and I'm ready for this job. And it was my first year and I still cannot believe whenever I say it that it happened and it worked out that way. Typically there's a lot of Miss Oklahomas that win when they're 25. So me winning as a 20 year old was kind of mind blowing. So what do you attribute uh, maybe your success Mm -hmm. compared to others uh, for winning your first time out? And as you said, you were younger than the traditional uh, or typical winner. Yes, it was all, I think, the hard work and the determination that went into it. So throughout my year of preparing for Miss Oklahoma, I really spent a lot of time traveling back and forth from Stillwater to Tulsa. Um, I was Miss Tulsa at the time, so a lot of my duties and my preparation team and everything, they were in Tulsa. So I would go back and forth, which that gave me a little bit of the traveling experience, but also... Throughout my sophomore year, I was in classes like interpersonal skills, Um, obviously my BADM classes of business administration and everything like that. And honestly, those classes helped me so much with gaining confidence of speaking in front of people. My parents are always baffled, but still to this day, I get a little bit nervous raising my hand in class and saying, asking a question or introducing myself, whatever it might be, just because it's so different in front of your peers. But those classes really boosted my confidence and really made a world of difference for me with walking into that interview room and being ready to sell myself for the position. Also, of course, classes like my marketing classes, sales classes, all of those things helped me so much. And that's why I wanted to take the time of being here, being on campus and really growing. And so much of that was because of OSU and the Spear School of Business that I was able to grow. Who knew those classes would help out in in the pageant world? I I will (laughs) tell you that for so long, too. I told my mom after having the gap year and coming back, I said, I have a whole different perspective on college now because now it makes sense why I'm in the classes that I'm in. And coming back, I think it gave me a whole different perspective of all of these classes are really important. And sometimes when you come into school, especially throughout high school and your first year of college, you can ask yourself, why am I taking this class? Why is this important? How am I going to use this in my everyday life? And throughout all of the experiences that I've had, I have a very, very clear vision of why these classes have been so important and why 
I'm enrolled in them and why it's important to focus in them. So I have a different perspective now. And now I'm always the kid that wants to sit in the front row of the class and really ask the questions and do the homework and everything because it is so important. And I had no idea how it would shape me. Well, you're a good living example of the utility of those courses. So we well, thank you. That. Thank you. I'll try and keep it that way. Thank good, you. Good. <laughs> so then you, you uh, participated in the Miss America pageant in December and finished third runner up, which is very impressive. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that whole experience. Yes. So that was a whirlwind of an experience. I feel like when I look back at it, it almost feels like it never happened. You dream about it and you dream about it. And then when it's actually there, it's that whole, there's no way this is actually happening. There's no way this is real life. But it was a week-long competition. You compete in every phase of competition throughout every single day. There's also filming and different PR things that you're doing, so different news interviews, all of that on the side. So it is definitely a marathon, not a sprint. And for me, it was totally different than what I had ever imagined it to be just because you're dealing with large corporations and we had NBC as our sponsor that was telecasting it all. So dealing with the different producers and everything like that, it's an experience that you don't get very often. So the whole week kind of felt like a dream. And then when finals night happened and I was named third runner up, looking back at it all, it was kind of the, the aha moment of how everything in your life can just continue to climb and build to get you to that peak point of, of where you are supposed to be and being where you're supposed to be in that moment. And through competing and through being named third runner up, I was given a $15,000 scholarship, mm -hmm. which made me extremely excited to be able to come <laughs> back and use that money and extend my educational studies. So I was able to take classes in the summer after coming back. But that whole experience was one that is completely different than what I think people imagine. A lot of times people think that girls are more catty backstage and there's all the drama that goes into it. You know, pageantry seems like it's this crazy thing when in reality, there's some of the most humble and down to earth people that I've ever met that are willing to give an arm and a leg for you to be successful and to feel confident in yourself. So it was, it was a, a, an amazing experience. You're literally on stage for a week. How do you keep your energy up? Yes, lots of, lots of snack breaks. So there's <laughs> lots of snack breaks. Um, for me, zip fizzes, they're a, a little zip fizz drink that you can get. And it's like a powder that you put into your water bottle that gives you a little B12 energy boost. So those were what got me through the week. That and then lots of, lots of, I hate to say it, but pizza on the side. That was one of my big favorites for the week. Pizza and lemon bars are pretty much what I lived on. But I think as you prepare and you prepare and you're using so much energy to um, prepare for that moment and get to the week that once you get there, I think you deserve to have those little bits of rewards and those little treats um, to keep your to keep your blood sugar up and keep going. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, you're right. I mean, it's a marathon, but you're sprinting at times. Too, yes, so it's, it, it's uh, definitely like that. And it's, and it's all an adrenaline rush. So the whole time your adrenaline is so high that by the time it's over, the next day I remember I was exhausted because it had all come down. I had crashed and I just needed the day to sit and be lazy and watch movies all day. So, yes. I think it would have taken me more than a day. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I had to travel back to Oklahoma, so I had a day to get okay, ready for, to travel. Right, and okay. then after that, I got back and wore my pajamas. 
pajamas for the rest of Christmas break. Okay, yes. <laughs> you chose empowering individuals with disabilities through self-advocacy as your platform. Yes. Uh, why is this important to you? So I was diagnosed with dyslexia at the age of seven. What is something interesting that a lot of people don't know is that my parents didn't tell me until I was in high school. So they strategically chose not to tell me that I was diagnosed with dyslexia because they never wanted it to be something that made me say, I can't do this because. So my entire life, I knew that I had struggled and I knew that I learned differently, but I never really understood why. And so I kind of gained that competitive spirit that I have in me now of always wanting to accomplish something and always wanting to be better than I already was. I was behind in reading, so I felt like I wasn't good enough. And I started to have a lot of really self-limiting feelings. I didn't know if I would graduate from high school. I didn't know if college would be a possibility for me. And so when I found out I had dyslexia, I really decided to take it as something that would um, would help me get further and would be what I like to call now my superpower of helping me look at the world differently and come at problems differently. So my goal through my social impact initiative is to inspire individuals to feel that same way that whatever invisible difference you might have, whatever makes you look in the mirror in the morning and say, what if I'm not enough or what if I can't do this or accomplish this goal, um, to really take that and let it be something that helps you accomplish that goal and that dream. So that's my, that's my goal throughout this year. That's very impressive. Thank and you. You've obviously been very open about your dyslexia and you shared your stories uh, with a lot of groups and individuals, uh, yes. including working with the Lieutenant Governor's Office and the Department of Education. Yes. So uh, what was that experience like? It was very, very fun, a lot of hard work. Um, I was able to sit on the Board of Education. Um, they created a dyslexia task force to work to have dyslexia awareness be a part of training for teachers so they could diagnose students younger. Um, and that was, of course, very exciting for me. But I also was able to work with the Lieutenant Governor on the rebranding of Oklahoma and sit in on some meetings, ask some questions, which that, of course, was another experience that helped prepare me for life after the crown and really being able to utilize different marketing skills that I've gained and um, just you know interpersonal skills that I've gained to be able to sit at those tables and feel confident and ask the questions and give suggestions or ideas and really see what's going on on the other side of our state legislation which was very exciting and something I never thought in a million years I would be a part of but it was very very exciting for me my brother he also graduated from OSU but he's now in law school and he has always wanted to go into um, government of some kind or politics of some sort. And so he kind of gave me a hard time this last year and kept saying, I never thought that you were going to get into um, a legislative seat or be, you know, seated at a table with legislators before I would. And so I think that him and I now kind of have a competitiveness going between each other to see who can, who can do the most for our state. But yes, it was very fun. Life After the Crown that would be a good title for a biography and later in Honestly, life. Honestly, yes. Right Maybe later. I need to think about starting that. I have to kind of figure out what that looks like first. But yes, Life After the Crown, that's going to be the next chapter of life. Yeah. That's great. So uh, in 2021, uh, Miss Oklahoma will be choos chosen this June. Yes. Uh, so you've, you're another unusual thing. You held the crown for two years. Yes. Because the pandemic uh, forced the, the, the cancellation of the pageant. So what's like this uh, victory lap been like? <laughs> a victory lap indeed. Something I never thought that I would get. Um, that is a common theme in my life right now is just unbelievable experiences. 
but it has been fun. It's a much slower pace than the first year. Obviously with COVID, there's a lot less opportunities for appearances, but I think it created more opportunities for innovative thinking. And of course, as we can see throughout different schools and even projects that people are having to rework to be online and virtual, and be able to stay relevant. So that was something that was exciting for me to do for the Miss Oklahoma organization. It was another one of those key skills that I've been able to learn throughout being at the Spear School of Business, but ways to think outside the box and be creative and stay relevant and use those marketing skills to really help promote and um, have the Miss Oklahoma organization still be successful throughout a time that is so unprecedented. Um, it's been very fun, but a lot slower of a pace. I'm not traveling near as much. My first year, I traveled over 50,000 miles across the state. And this year, I've traveled back and forth between Edmond and Tulsa more than anywhere else. So anytime I get to go somewhere new and somewhere different in, within the state of Oklahoma this year, it's very exciting. But it's been a lot of innovative thinking. Yeah, it's true. You, uh, like everybody else, you haven't been traveling, so you've had to improvise some of these events and other things, right? Yes, exactly. Well, and I'm sure you can understand with having mm. to think outside the box a little bit the, this year of what is it going to look like for students and how are we going to do this mm. and how can we be safe but still have fun and make it interesting and different and um, beneficial. So that's been kind of the same journey I've been on this year. Now, you've talked a little bit about you know, how the classes you've taken help prepare you, Yes. Uh, which I'm glad to hear. Yes. <laughs> uh, what advice would you give the students, I guess, to help them understand the importance of these courses? Mm -hmm. For everything that I've learned, the biggest takeaway for me is that when you are sitting in a classroom, don't be scared to ask questions that you have. Don't be scared to make those connections with professors because Throughout my year, even as Miss Oklahoma, there were professors that I had my freshman year of college that I would email and ask questions about Miss America and preparation for interviews and whatever it might be, just because here at the Sphere School of Business, we're so lucky to have professors that not only are passionate about giving back to students, but they also are very successful in their own careers and own paths. And that is something that I really tried to utilize. And now coming back and being at school again, I really want to still utilize that and be able to gain wisdom from their experiences. So my biggest piece of advice would don't be don't be scared to go in and make those meetings with professors and ask questions, not even just related to the topics that they're teaching, but their own life, because there's so much that they have to offer. And I think until you ask those questions, you're not going to know and you won't have that different perspective of it all. Uh, that's good advice because a, a lot of faculty will say office hours are very lonely. <laughs> yes, I'm sure they are too. Yes, that's what I have definitely started to utilize office hours a lot more since being Crown Miss Oklahoma. I've realized the importance of it. So you took a year off uh, yes. to fulfill your duties. Yes. Uh, then you came back uh, and enrolled, obviously, which we're glad to see. Yes. What did you miss most uh, during your gap year? the people and it was fun to be able to travel the state of Oklahoma and meet so many people so in that way it was still being fulfilled but the campus of OSU is originally why I was drawn to come to school here um, my whole life I just had a completely different plan and I honestly never thought that I would end up at OSU but this day I toured it I was looking at the Spear School of Business and walking around campus and I just knew it was going to be home and I knew that if I actually cared about my future and cared about the opportunities that were going to come from being enrolled in college, then this would be the place that would help me further that so much. And so that's what 
throughout being gone for a year, you miss those opportunities, you miss those interactions and those connections. And I think that's why I reached out to so many of my professors throughout my years, Miss Oklahoma, is because there's nothing like having people that surround you that genuinely care about your future and having that feeling of safety and comfort with knowing that you're not just gaining an education, but you're really gaining a lot of connections and a lot of genuine, um, genuine role models and mentors. Yeah, obviously, being Miss Oklahoma is a very unique experience. Yes. Not that many people have yes. experienced it, and only one at a time, I understand. Yes. So what did you learn most about yourself during your reign? I learned that I'm capable of a lot more than I thought I was. And that, um, obviously, going back to my journey with dyslexia and with my social impact initiative, that's been a common theme throughout my life, is always underestimating myself. But I remember... As I would prepare for Miss Oklahoma, I would look in the mirror and say, Addie, you're not good enough. Addie, you're not smart enough. Addie, you're not pretty enough. And those negative thoughts to yourself really will take a toll on you. And what I learned throughout my year is that being Addie is enough. And I like to say that I have a lot of Addieisms. <laughs> um, so they're my quirks and my things that just make me me and make me who I am. And being able to embrace those things about myself and those qualities about myself has been such a beautiful journey that I've been on throughout the last two years. And really being confident when I walk in a room that I can be Addie and I don't have to try and be somebody I'm not, but I can be confident just in who I am. And I'm really proud to say that now I look in the mirror and I feel like I am enough and I feel like I can accomplish whatever is in front of me. Well, that's great. You know, yes. perfection is boring anyway. So that, <laughs> any, if we've learned anything over the last two years or the last year of life <laughs> is that there's no such thing as normal. And right. so you might as well make your own unique pathway. Everybody right. else is doing it anyway. The world has kind of decided to do it for us. So we might as well just roll with it. I agree completely. <laughs> now, exactly. you've kept pretty busy with your duties and that. Uh, but I, this was, I was fascinated to find out. You, you recently took up pickleball. Is yes. that correct? Yes. Now, for people who don't know, and I only know a little bit about it, can you describe it? Yes. So pickleball is a kind of like tennis, but on a smaller court. And then it's like you have a ping pong paddle instead. So it's a little bit of a combination between tennis and ping pong. Um, I don't know why I decided to pick it up. I randomly one day went with my parents and we played pickleball. And I will be totally honest, I always thought it was a sport that people who are retired played. That's what I thought too. I will say <laughs> now that it is a lot more fun than I ever thought. And I tried to go and play tennis after I'd played pickleball already. And tennis is a lot harder. So I can see <laughs> now why there's the draw for older people to play pickleball. But it has started to be one of my favorite things. And between that and I recently have picked up golf as one of a new sport that I have decided to play. And obviously OSU has a great golf team and I'm lucky to have some friends that are on the OSU golf team, but I have yet to learn any pointers from them. I'm just still trying to learn how to swing my club and hit the ball. So as long as I'm doing that, I'm good. As long as I'm moving forward, I'm good. But yes, pickleball has been my most recent um, investment, I would say, or like my most recent time investment as far as my fun activities to do on a random day. Well, I'm getting closer to retirement. So, you know, someday perfect. I'll have to pick up pickleball. <laughs> there you go. It's the perfect time to start. I'll give you all the tips I have. There's lots of different things. How to spin the ball is different and really be a competitor in it. So I'll teach you all the things you need to know. Okay, good. Good. I, I think I'll need a lot of help. But, uh... Well, I'm not sure I'm a pro yet, but I'll get there. I'll work hard to get there. Well, I think you're, you're better than me. That's all I need. Perfect. <laughs> So despite missing two semesters, you'll be yes. graduating uh, with a marketing degree in December. In December, uh, yes. Which is impressive that you've been able to catch up. Yes. Uh, really, yeah, you've made up uh, 
almost a semester in, in doing that. That's that's pretty great. Though. Yes. So, uh, what are your plans after graduating? I think that's a great question. Right now, it's been so interesting because there's been so many doors that have been open for me throughout my years, Miss Oklahoma. Obviously, with public speaking. I never, as I mentioned, I never was the person that wanted to raise my hand in class and speak in front of my peers, but I've really fallen in love with public speaking, and I've really fallen in love with the fact that when you share your story and you're vulnerable with people, that they start to feel like there's something that they can do and you've made a difference and an impact in their life. So that's something that I'm really passionate about now. Of course, I'm still very passionate about marketing. I also will graduate with a certificate in sales um, from the CSSE here. So that's very exciting for me as well. And so I'm looking for different job opportunities that I can have a fast paced changing job um, where I can interact with people and still be able to make that impact, but through marketing and through sales. So right now it's a lot of walking down different paths and seeing different experiences, doing a lot of shadowing for different job opportunities. Um, and something random that I picked up during quarantine is I decided to get my mortgage license. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but that was another random thing where I was like, I might as well go for it. I might as well walk down the path and see what happens. So I have that on the side. If anybody ever needs a mortgage, feel free to reach out. Um, but that is uh, just another path that I've walked down. So right now, what it looks like for me and what I'm excited about is that since I'll graduate in December, I have a little bit of extra time right now to figure out life and figure out what the next steps look like. And um, I'm working on having an internship in the fall. And then hopefully I will also be able to take some time after graduation, really find what the next path and what the next purpose is for me in my life. Well, I'm confident wherever it leads you, you'll do well. well thank uh, you. You know, and I think it's good that you're staying open uh, yes. to the possibilities. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I have complete confidence that it will end well for you. Well, thank you. Uh, and, Addie, we, we are just uh, so thankful that you, uh, and proud of you that you won and you've represented not just Spears but OSU so well. Well, thank you. Uh, and so we are grateful for the manner in which you executed your reign. And... Uh, we wish you all the best in the future. Well, thank you so much. It's been very, very humbling, and it's an honor just to be able to be a small piece of a representative of the Spear School of Business. So thank you. Thank you.